Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. The trade war between the US and China, interest rate cuts, signs of slowing economies, increased market volatility. Are we really seeing signs that a financial tsunami will hit the Australian market in the not too distant future, or is this really a lot of hype and hot air? Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, show your support for the channel and hit that subscribe button and remember to click the little bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune in to our live Australian Stock Market show every Tuesday 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Now this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your burning questions. For the second week in a row, global recession fears and amplification of the US-China trade war has rippled through the Australian and world stock markets. This ripple has resulted in a sell-off of stocks across the board in many countries. What is worse is that this is causing many investors to question whether a sell for the second week is a sign of a financial tsunami unfolding in the Australian stock market. As I've previously mentioned, markets rise and fall in steps, like a staircase. But during times of heightened volatility, such as in reporting season, these steps are often bigger. Remember, the big end of town love to capitalise on the uncertainty of investors and they use the media to increase the level of uncertainty so that they profit more. When news breaks that the market is trading down heavily, investors become fearful and as a result panic and hit that sell button. The problem with this is that they end up exiting good stocks that they should have held and they inevitably miss out on the capital gains that results once the dust settles. Large institutional funds like to heavily short the market to push prices lower. The more price falls, the more investors make irrational decisions and sell. At this point, the institutions start buying at a discount and as a consequence, price stops falling and rises once again. In simple terms, the big end of town sells at the top when the investors are buying and they buy at the bottom when the investors are selling. I strongly advise you to arm yourself with this knowledge, as you will avoid being caught in this never-ending cycle. Now the reporting season is fully underway, let's look at how those companies who reported performed this week. JB Hi-Fi smashed expectations, announcing a 7.1% increase in profits and a $0.10 increase in its dividend to $1.42 a share. This good news resulted in the stock rising as much as 13%, as short sellers scrambled to cover their positions. 
Once again, the Bears have been burnt by JB Hi-Fi. Bendigo Bank reported underwhelming full-year earnings with net profits down 13.3% from the previous year. The bank's representatives attributed the slump to redundancies and remediation costs alongside a declining interest rate environment. Despite falling profits, Bendigo announced its dividend would remain unchanged. Magellan Financial Group was placed in a trading halt after reporting strong earnings and announcing it would raise $275 million from institutional investors. The company announced it would be spinning off an IPO of its listed investment trust, the Magellan High Conviction Trust, and increased total dividends by 38%. Despite this positive news, Magellan fell over 15%. So now is not the time to be buying this stock, although I do believe it's one to keep on your watch list to look at later in the year. CSL also reported strong earnings this week, which saw its shares climb over 6% before pulling back slightly. CSL has been one of the best ASX growth stocks since listing on the stock market and is showing no signs of slowing down, with profits up 17% from the previous year. This is a really great stock for those who like to buy and hold. The ASX also announced its revenues were up $864 million, or a raise of 6.5% on the previous year, and a dividend payment of $1.14 a share. It also announced an additional special dividend of $1.29 a share after the sale of its shareholding in Iris. Woodside Petroleum, on the other hand, fell short of earnings estimates, reporting the operating revenue was down 5% and it would cut its interim dividend. Sliding oil prices as a result of the US-China trade war and the impact of Cyclone Veronica has significantly impacted Woodside's bottom line. Telstra also released disappointing results with profits down 40%. While results were in line with expectations, Telstra also flagged future headwinds as a result of the NBN, which is expected to impact its bottom line further. Telstra also announced it would be cutting its full-year dividend from $0.22 down to $0.16 a share. Insurance giant QBE avoided the market sell-off after reporting positive earnings last week, with a 29% increase in profits in the first half of the year. Anyone holding QBE over the past decade would be very disappointed in its performance as it's only really traded sideways. If QBE can back up the recent good news with further growth in the coming months, it may just be at the start of a turnaround in the fortunes for this company. Looking at the sectors last week, healthcare has topped the list up around 1.8%, whilst consumer discretionary and consumer staples were the next best, although they were both down less than 2%. The worst sectors for the week were energy and communication services, both down over 5%, followed by materials and information technology, both down over 3%. As for the S&P ASX 100 stocks, JB Hi-Fi was up over 11%, followed by Fortescue Metals up over 5%, and James Hardy up over 4%. The worst performers were Magellan down 15% and Aurora down nearly 14%, closely followed by CYBG down over 12%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts of our S&P 500 All Orders Index update for this week and have a real honest look at whether we need to batten down the hatches for an impending tsunami 
or whether this is just a speed hump along the road. We'll also answer your questions and have a look at the stocks you've chosen for me. Well, again, we had a fantastic week on the Australian market, going down a little bit early in the week, only to sort of recover in the second half of the week. And uh, reporting season really has uh, rung true to that extra volatility occurring in reporting season. And then we add on to that all the, the Trump factor, uh, as everybody keeps talking about with the US-China trade war and other things around the US and globalization and a whole range of factors. But really as, as investors and or traders just in the Australian market, you really can just get rid of a lot of that market noise. But before we talk a little bit about that, let's go and have a look at the chart. So on your screen, we've got a chart of the All Law News Index right now. Uh, and you can see how if I move my pointer, you can see that the last week, this is a daily chart, by the way. And if I drag it over, you can see here how we started off the week okay. So looking at the week here, and uh, that was Wednesday the 14th. And then we had this big, big, big bar down here on Thursday the 15th. And on Friday, we actually just steadied on Friday. It was only down a couple of points. There really wasn't very much, if you can see here. So we've had a few big days down, a bit of a counter trend back up again, and another little blast down. Now you can see here, I've got some analysis here. Now I was expecting a low in this blue zone. Uh, I wasn't expecting it as deep as that, but I was expecting it could either go up and break through this all time high before coming down into this next bigger blue zone. But right now it's just gonna keep going up. It'll go up, it little, little counter trend moves, but it'll come down into this bluish area. Now it's nothing to be really, really worried about. If I go and look at the weekly chart and you can see a big difference. The All Lords looks bullish, it really does. If you go and have a look at it, if you look at daily charts, that looks bearish. If you look at it on a weekly chart, it looks bullish. And if you look at it on a monthly chart, it looks even more bullish. So this is really why you've got to be careful about looking at broker screens and platforms where you're just looking at daily charts. It will make you far more emotional. Now I'm expecting on this move down, and I always have expected uh, on the move down that whatever the high was, it would probably fall back about 38.2% of whatever that move was. Um, so I am still expecting it to come down to a three or 6393 and it could get down to 6218 in the move from this December low right through to this high. So that's all that's going to happen at this point in time. Now that low is due sometime between this point in time, which is mid-September, right through to mid-November. Now you may remember me talking a few weeks back saying, the longer the high takes to occur, the the further out the low will happen. So if the high happened out in here, somewhere in sort of at the start of September, maybe even into the early weeks of December in the early part of that uh, blue zone that I've got, then the low would happen in the later part or that second side or that right-hand side of that zone. If the highs happens earlier, then the low is likely to happen earlier. That's all it is. It's just the shifting sands. If the high happens earlier, the low happens earlier. If the high happens later, then the low is going to happen later. So it's still all good news. At the end of the day, we were expecting a pullback and the pullback, as I keep saying, is going to happen between September and October-ish, that sort of plan. Uh, and so nothing's really, really changed. Just the pattern of it unfolding has changed a little bit. I was expecting a little move down and a move back up before a move down. Um, but right now, I'd still expect we'd have one week up, maybe two weeks up, somewhere between now and this zone. But um, it's probably more likely one before it has a couple of weeks down into the low. But as I said, anywhere between 62 and 6,400 points. Now here's the awesome bit, is from where it is right now, 
If it falls down in price down to there, that's only one and a half percent. If it falls down into there, that's four percent. That's not a lot of effort, not a lot of downside that we need to expect. If you look at what's happened so far, you can see our market. If I click on that you can see our market's roughly fallen about six or seven percent, but getting down to this, we're talking about 10%. So remember I've been talking about eight to 12%, even 12% puts us down around, just around about here, which is about 6,100 points, which means we've got another roughly five to 6% on where we currently are on the market. So there's not a lot more downside to happen in terms of price, even if it does go 12%. It's not gonna go 15. I, I really don't think it's gonna go 15, but 15% would push it right down into this sort of area right down here. I don't think it's gonna get that far. I think that 6,200 will pull it up. It's quite a strong area. You can see here this green line here from some other, other analysis that I've got is also providing strong support for it. So I, as I said, I think the move down will happen over the next two to four weeks roughly we probably have at least one up week in that time with possibly three downward weeks we may have an up week this week or at least an inside week where we close higher so we might have a bar that doesn't go lower than last week but it could close higher and then we've had a couple of weeks down into our low but the low should happen somewhere by about mid September to uh, October so by that sort of here so the start of October mid-October to mid of September I'll, that's exactly where I'd be expecting the low now it's time to get through to the questions because uh, it really is right now a lot of people are making emotional decisions and worried about stocks and really uh, you don't need to be it, it's really about protecting capital all the time and I always say to people don't worry about the down if you worry about the downside and you have rules around it you let the upside handle itself because nobody ever rings me panicking about a share going up. It's always about something going down. Now the first question we've got is from Sandy who says, hi Dale and Janine, thank you for your view. What is your view on S32? So let's go and have a look at S32. It's a really good company actually. I do like this stock. Um, and let's click it on S32. You can see it's been a bit bearish lately. So you can, no wonder that uh, you are actually um, questioning what's going on on the stock but let's have a quick look at the monthly chart on this it has been a really really nice bullish stock but it's just coming back off it's obviously their all-time high there back in october last year so it's not a stock that i would be in right now uh, you don't say whether you own it or you don't own it i'm not telling you to buy or sell uh, but right now i don't own it i don't suggest anybody else own it because it really has had a lower high there and it's broken through that previous low but how far is it likely to go it is going to fall a little bit further i mean we're looking at the same sort of thing with the all ordinaries index that i was just talking about we had the low back uh, have a low there's your high it's fallen past that 38.2 so you probably look like it's going to come down to 257 possibly even 217 um, but right now it's really you got to determine if you do own it how long you're going to hold it what where's your stop loss um, and if it does go through 217 are you going to continue to hold it and really is always better to get out of a stock that is falling away uh, once you know it's falling away than hanging on for the ride uh, all the way down because you can always buy it back later. If you're looking at buying that stock at the moment, there's nothing on these charts to tell me to own this stock at all. I mean, it really is just looking more bearish at this point in time. That said, it is a good stock and it's not going to keep falling forever. So keep that on your watch list. So let's go, go and look at the next question that I do have. It's from Dave. Dave says, hey Dale, can we see ABC? 
it's obviously bearish. However, I'd like to hear your opinion. So obviously bearish. That's interesting. Um, it is bearish. So if I'm not sure what you expect me to say when something's obviously bearish other than it's bearish. Uh, and right now, anything that's that bearish, I don't even look at it. It's, it's very, very heavily sold off at this point in time. And if you look here, it's fallen you know, through this 50% level. So it's heading to 270 at least. It might even get down to $1.70 before it starts finding support. But there's seriously no joy here. If you're looking at purchasing this stock and looking for it to find a low, then I would just be staying right out of it this morning time. I wouldn't even be looking at it for the next couple of months. This is a monthly chart. Looking at the weekly chart, it just looks just as bearish. So really there's no joy there. Um, I'm assuming because you know it's bearish, that you're not holding it. So that's a good sign, um, but just stay out of it at this point in time. The next question we got is by a person called Sinner. Um, he says, hi Dale, could you have a look at JAT and PME? please. And I, I put both of them up here, but I probably won't cover both of them. And you can see that's a crap stock. Uh, and that's a pretty good looking stock. But uh, really, that's that's just illiquid, that stock that uh, well, I can't even know what's called Jet Energy. So I'm not even sure why you're asking me to look at it. It's pretty terrible. Uh, this one, ProMedicus, it's a bit more liquid. You can see it's beautiful, big trending stock. Now, I don't know whether you own it or you don't own it, but it's still, it's not highly, highly liquid, but it's not bad, this stock. If we look at its uh, weekly chart, you can see here its volumes. If I can get my pointer to tell me its volumes there, 1.3 million at $26. So it's not a bad stock. This would be my preferred stock at this point in time. Uh, if you're not in the stock, I think you've missed the boat straight away. You've missed the boat on this stock. Um, but if you are in the stock, I'd be looking at having uh, putting my uh, stop loss on it because really it looks like, let's see the angle that it has had on this stock. So if I go here and put my, uh, just using a trend line tool and you look at that angle of that move, and I drag it over there. That's pretty similar for most of the time. But look at this. It's way faster. So it's moving a lot faster in time and price. So it's going to come down and slow down. And that's really what will happen with stocks. They do slow down back to a normal, normal momentum. And if I whack over here, you can see sort of here that it will find, it'll probably come back onto this sort of angle. So it's a fair way it's got to fall before it gets back down to um, where I would suggest it probably needs to be from a time point of view its momentum and you, it's going to fall through that $20 mark and it might head down to that right where I've got there around that $16, $17 mark in that point of, point of time. But right now it does look bearish to me um, and I won't suggest it's going up. So if you're looking at buying it, don't. If you, if you do hold it, then I'd be putting a stop loss on it and looking into about whether I would exit the stock. Let's move on to the next one. This one's from um, Cliffy who says, uh, hi Dale. I'm new to your channel and loving it. Thanks very much, Cliffy, for the feedback. I'm glad you're loving it. I hope you're getting a lot out of it. Um, any thoughts on Kogan, ZipPay, and Santa Barbara Limited? I'm only going to cover one of those today. I'll look, probably do Kogan. I've done uh, ZipPay and Santa Barbara so many times over the last few months. Um, go and have a look at some of my other recordings if you haven't found them yet, but I'll have a look at Kogan um, today. I recently bought Kogan and ZipPay, hoping for some future growth. There's First mistake is hoping for some future growth. You should know that they're growing before you buy them, not uh, buy them and hope. It's, I call it that buy and pray method, and it's about having rules. So if you haven't seen my book or haven't bought my book, get into it. Get online, get in the bookshops, call to Accelerate Your Wealth, get it and help you understand why you need to understand what you're doing before you're buying and you need to know how to manage that. But let's have a quick look at Kogan. 
Um, Kogan um, has had a bit more trouble more recently, and it was a great stock having its all-time high right up there in March 2018, but it has been more bearish right down into this big low here because obviously there's a lot of conjecture about Amazon coming into Australia and it's struggling. But Kogan's not, not too bad since November. It's gone up in those stairs that I was talking about. Right now, it is a little bit bearish and I would suggest it's falling heavily, but um, I wouldn't be expecting it to get too much growth out of it in the short term. Um, that said, it is just coming back to its sort of normal sort of angle at this point in time. But uh, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. If this thing breaks that low there in the next few weeks, four dollars fifty, it will break that one, which is four thirty-seven. If it breaks that one, then it'll come probably all the way back down to about three dollars. So, major, major, major tip: put a stop loss on it. If you don't know how to put a stop loss on it. Go and watch my recording of our live show last week because I talked about stop losses on that recording. That'll teach you a little bit about stop losses. And again, get my book because that'll protect your capital. But as I said, if it does fall away this way and it goes below there, then it's probably going to break that one. It'll probably get down to this area. And that's not where you want to be because you'll be losing a lot of your capital. Uh, and then a lot of people turn a good trade into an, a bad investment and they just hang on forever and a day. I'm not suggesting this is going to be a bad investment. I'm just saying you need to have rules around what you doing and, and there's no the same with z1p i'm not going to look at that but that looks bearish to me but uh, the next question that i do have is from rookie rookie says hi dale could you look at fmg so let's have a look at fmg uh, that was a really good stock last week as you saw in my report it did trade very very nicely up after having one two three four five weeks down it had a really nice week up where a lot of other stocks were a little bit more bearish. But let's go and look at this monthly chart. You can see this big move up, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten months up. So you'd expect it to come down, but look at this. There's a lot of strong support around this sort of area, around that sort of um, $8.30 odd area, $8.30, $8.48.50, and this, it's holding up. So interesting, if, if FMG can hold up around that level and start to move up, then it will be a nice trade, and you would think it would go through that level of 13.15, which is its all-time high, I believe. Yeah, back in, um, when's that, 2015? No, 2008. Because uh, it's been a bit more held back than BHP and Rio. Remember, it's iron ore deposits with FNG aren't as high quality as Rio and BHP, but because of what happened with Vale, etc., that's why um, it's shot off like here with the Vale Dam collapse. But Vale is producing, going to be producing again if not if it hasn't started already. Um, that may slow this um, stock down, and that's probably a little bit why it dropped over here. But I wouldn't discount this stock at this point in time um, if you don't own it. It's a little bit early to determine whether you would buy it, but um, I would suggest if it shows me some strength here, I'd definitely stick that on my watch list as a possible buy in not too distant future. So that's it for the questions for this week. If you want me to look at some stocks for you, if you've got any questions on investing or trading, please let me know. I'm happy to do it. But for, but as I said to you, I suggest you get into my book, Accelerate Wealth. Go to the bookstores around Australia. If they don't have it on the shelf, just say, get Accelerate Wealth. I'd love to have a copy of it. Or get online and we'll send you a copy. Uh, you can purchase it online off our website but if you do have a question remember post down below there's a little comment section down there type down there whatever you like like these people did and also remember hit that subscribe button it really does show your support for the channel so we can keep uh, growing and doing what we do but that's it for me for this week good luck good trading thanks for listening this podcast is brought to you by wealth within a global leader in stock market education 
For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.